1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Next Level Podcast. This is your humble host, Michael McIntyre, and I am coming to you from Dallas, Texas, and I've got a good friend of mine who's an evangelist extraordinaire. I gotta tell you, this guy takes it out there. He walks the walk, talks the talk, and uh, he's amazing. I've known him for, I don't know, probably about eight years uh, and from the upper room, and he's, he's just an evangelist personified. He really is. Uh, he does, he's just, and he, he's kind of like, uh, he's kind of like Saul. He's, a, he, you know, you would never know uh, because of this guy's background. But uh, without any further ado, I want to introduce you to my friend and uh, an amazing uh, evangelist, Wade Aaron. Wade, welcome to the Next Level Podcast, my man.
0: Awesome. I'm glad to be on the show today and excited to see uh, what we talk about.
1: Amen. That's good. Well, look, I know, uh, I remember back at Upper Room, I guess it was about maybe eight, nine years ago, I think I first met you and you were there and uh, you were doing some street ministry, I think with our buddy, uh, Jerry Lowe. Uh, I think you guys would go out. Uh, and I think my youngest daughter, Brecca, was kind of going out with you guys. And and I was kind of nervous at first until I found out you guys were there. And I said, okay, that's cool. And you guys, would, you guys would do all kinds of cool things. And then I found out that man, you've got a degree in mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, bro. And then, uh, and so you guys did this amazing ministry. And then I know you met uh, you met Hannah, and uh, who was amazing. And then uh, next thing I know, you're leaving, because you, you were a teacher, you were a school teacher. And then from that point, uh, you got in, after you were teaching for a while in a public school, which was really cool, and you were even evangelizing there. And then from that point, you uh, you left that and went into this thing called Time to Revive. And I'll never forget when you went over to Time to Revive because you had to go out there and raise your own money. And I remember you called me over to a Starbucks one time and you it was like one of your first or second presentations and, and I think you were as nervous as anybody <laughs> ever was, but you got through it, man. You did it and uh, and you stuck it out, bro. And this was back in 2016. And you've been doing awesome. You've got like, you know, you ended up finding support for your ministry and, and I've uh, been all over the world doing this. And so, uh, we recently reconnected and I just want, and I know, uh, that you know, I was blessed to have you and, uh, uh, Hannah come through the NLE a, a while back ago, and that was really cool. And so I got to thinking about you, and we had coffee uh, a week or so ago, and I started talking to you and asking you questions about your ministry. And man, you blew me away. I mean, you just you you are all out there for Jesus and evangelizing, and so. I want our listeners to hear you because it's really important. Evangelism is such an important part of being a Christian and being a believer. And not everybody is up for it. I get it. I understand it. It's, it's difficult. But how did you walk through that? How did you end up being an evangelist for Jesus in, from your background? Just share with us if you can, Wade.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of times uh, when people think evangelism, they have a lot of misconceptions, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of ideas. Uh, I know even a guy that works with our ministry that uh, when someone mentioned evangelism, they they thought street corner preacher and kind of had red flags go through, okay, evangelism, I'm not a street preacher. I'm not going to get a bullhorn and start preaching on the corner. Uh, And like you said, my background is uh, I studied math in college, taught math. And a lot of times, uh, even mathematicians and faith don't work hand in hand a lot of times. Uh, but you know, those who sent Jesus has said simply to believe. And so I've walked this life of choosing to believe God at his word. I have to lay down my understanding a lot of times. And, you know, Romans talks about, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God and someone that's going to go out and share the gospel is it's one that is convinced of what they've seen with Christ and they're going to share it with others. And so, you know, story after story of what God does, uh, obviously, when I was a math teacher, you mentioned I did push the limits, and I did. I uh, pushed the limits of sharing Jesus in the marketplace, and I know listeners that are listening, um, you might have different occupations, and some of you might be in business, you might be in education, you might be a nurse, you might be a doctor. Um, and I know sometimes when you hear pushing the limits for, for sharing the gospel, you're like, what, what does that mean? What does that look like? And what I saw was I just took small steps of boldness to to either pray for people or or to pray for a student and I just and I always joke around with people and I'm somewhat serious I just say press the limits until you get talked to by your boss um (laughs) just just see how far you can go with with the gospel and Jesus until someone says something and (laughs) uh and then when they say something you just okay well now we know where the limit is and I love uh, that And then you, you figure out where to go from there. And so uh, I, you know, I even substituted for a little after I taught uh, before I joined what I'm doing now. But uh, even during that time, the Lord showed me a way to go about sharing the gospel. Uh, I think there's so many different ways You, you can do it where you're, you're either giving like a prophetic word and you're putting it in people's mailboxes too. I would just share my testimony and students would be like, you can't, you can't talk about Jesus. I said, I'm just introducing myself. I, everything about my life is all about Jesus. I'm I'm going to let you get to your math assignment in two minutes, but let me finish introducing myself. So there's so many different ways that the Lord showed me how you can weave the gospel into your life. Uh, so anyways, that's, that's kind of how I got to now where we're, I, because I think from my background, I've seen it where God just opens up doors. I'm Uh, obviously we're in Texas, but I've shared the gospel right in the middle of seventh period athletics, to eighth period athletics and, and, uh, people, I just encourage teachers and even businessmen, we've gone into business, uh, places and we've shared with their employees before work, they call it mandatory meeting. And, and it takes a little bit of a risk, but you know what? I've never seen anyone, uh, feel disappointed after taking that step of faith where we've, we've taken that risk with them. So uh anyways it's just amazing to see what God does when you press the limits
1: I love that man it's so good I, I love you know get, getting to your limit when they tell you when they'll tell you when you're at your limit right and so that's 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 a good barometer right that's awesome yeah a man, lot of people uh,
0: just they just put limits on you know oh, I can't do that here uh well have you tried see what happens you know yeah
1: So I I think that's, I think that's a, I think that's a good measuring stick. I really do. I think that's great. So, all right. So you, you uh, I mean, you got saved at 17 years old and uh, and at that time you got called in ministry uh, but you also got called into mathematics. You, you like mathematics, obviously you were good at it. It was a natural fit for you. Right. And so, you know, I think we talked about the other day, I think, I think God speaks to math too. And uh, I think math is a universal language that everybody understands. And I think that's the way God meant it to be as well. And so what, what did you find in mathematics that really, did, did you ever see anything in mathematics, Wade, that showed you the gospel as well?
0: I think the, the thing that I've noticed and I've paid attention to with mathematics and, and numbers and, and God is just simply, God refers to, to numbers, obviously it's always relating to people. And in what I do, uh, evangelism, and even people that are listening, you maybe see evangelists, and you see you see statistics of x amount of people gave their lives to the Lord. And I, I was talking to you about this the other day, Mike. Because sometimes people say, "Well, why do you stare stats?" or "Why do you?" And I'm like, "Well, one, it shows what's happening. But two, I just know the way I'm wired is 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 I like numbers. And even Jesus, in a scripture, you have five thousand people at a meeting. You have 3,000 people who give their lives to the Lord in Pentecost, you know, to, you have an entire book where they're numbering everything. And so, um, (laughs) you know, if you're, my wife's an artist and Hannah's amazing. And when I talk about numbers with her, she starts like cringing on me. She's like, please (laughs) stop talking about numbers. But somebody like me, I I enjoy numbers. I, I pay attention to them. Uh, you know, and I, I recognize them. I, I believe God speaks to you all the time through that. And so uh, I pay attention to it. Even if you, like I said, if you study Jesus's life, there's a reason he picked 12 and he had 12, tri- 12 tribes in the book of the Old Testament to 12 disciples to ultimately the 144,000 in the book of Revelation. I think Jesus likes numbers <laughs> um, because it's associated with people. Each number is a person. Uh, and so anyways, uh, that's what I view when I see, uh, numbers and math and God. So, uh, that's awesome. Uh, that's really cool. Wait, let I me mean, go, go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's hilarious. Cause I, when people hear that, I got a math background. I, um, I, I naturally have a, um, I naturally have a in with people because, uh, that are maybe physics or math people, but I think it was just the grace of God that I graduated the degree that I graduated with. Uh, because sometimes I'll talk to these people and uh they're definitely way smarter than me. So (laughs) 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 and uh but it gets me through the door. So yeah, uh, well
1: you're you're pretty much of a brainiac so that you're very humble. All right. So uh I love that about the numbers and way the way you related that was really good. What um all right, so what happened? What, what possessed you? What, what really came over you to join this uh, Time to Revive? Tell, walk us through that.
0: Yeah, so um, I was with uh, doing, doing some outreach through the upper room in Dallas. And during that time, uh, I heard about some things that Time to Revive was doing. And they were just doing some amazing work at the time. They were in Indiana. This is about five or six years ago now. And they just were—they were seeing some amazing fruit. They had gone into a city, and uh, it what turned into it was supposed to be a, a seven-day outreach turned into 52 days. And uh, they went into this little Amish community, and uh, ultimately, by day—they started off with 300 people at night one, and by day five, had 3,000. And uh, wow! From from there, it—you um, know—they they ultimately had 600 students show up at six in the morning to pray and go out and share the gospel and so I was hearing these stories next thing you know I show up and I go see what God's doing and uh me and my wife we saw and we just felt this call that this was the next step and so we joined them uh and so that like I said that's been I think six years ago now and I'm I've actually been a missionary with them for five years and uh and even in the process of starting my own ministry and so uh it's just amazing to to see what's happened in five years because uh, there's, there's a lot of things that God's doing in the earth that maybe a lot of people don't know, you know, uh, like I just talked about with Indiana, people probably have no clue about that, you know, because, uh, we ultimately, even when they were in Indiana, they started sharing the gospel and, uh, the Chrysler factories there, uh, right before, like if you're, you're driving a Chrysler, there might've been a high chance that the gospel was presented right before they got that car, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and so there was just uh, that to what, um, you know, really caught my, me and my wife's attention was one thing was for sure there was a watermelon farmer uh, that just got moved. He sells 500,000 watermelons to, to people in the Midwest. And um, during this time, uh, uh, he uh, um, decided to give away. Uh, not give away but put the stickers like these little gospel stickers on all of his watermelons and uh, he, they were going to Kroger they were going to Walmart they were going to all these places uh, to you know have the gospel and he definitely lost some business but uh, he pre- pretty much all it said was pill to reveal the secret behind the juice and uh, <laughs> behind it was the gospel and so just stories like that, too. And he still does it to this very day. And that's been six years now, six years of these watermelons. Uh, and I think this last year, he actually had a million watermelons. He's, he's doubled his watermelon sales in the last six years. The Lord's blessed what he's doing as he's taking these steps of faith of sharing the gospel. So just stories like that moved us, got us involved to now where we've got our own stories uh you know obviously we've we've talked about this mobile baptismal that we have uh that literally you can baptize anybody anywhere and i have so uh, it's uh it's a uh, it's fun
1: yeah i think that that mobile, the first time i saw it was that upper room i pull in there and i see this it looks like a, it looks like a circus dunking tank, you know, and I'm thinking, well, are we going to be paying the dunk, the pastor and, uh, it's this big old huge truck with this big tank, like a big aquarium in the back. And, and I love that, that you guys just, I don't know, take, go drive around and, and baptize people just, you know, bringing people to Jesus. And, uh, I think that's so cool. I bet you've had some amazing experiences with that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I, you know, we've, we've baptized people everywhere from, uh, I remember one time I took a, the original, one of the original things I remember I had the opportunity to do is I drove that truck all the way from Dallas to Wisconsin <laughs> and, uh, I had a videographer with me and, and, uh, in that process, we, I went to a five guys, burger joint and, uh, just started sharing the gospel with a guy outside and led the guy to the Lord. And, and then after I led him to the Lord, I said, Hey man, you want to, you want to get baptized. He's like, well, since I just made this big choice in my life, I might as well. So he changes and goes inside and he, uh, he gets baptized in the five guys parking lot uh, <laughs> to, we've shared the gospel with football teams, uh, high school football teams. And we actually got in a little bit of trouble for this, but the high school football coach jumped out there in the truck and baptized some of his players.
1: I love wow. that. It's <laughs> so, awesome. So
0: it's uh it's wild
1: that's awesome that's so, so cool wild. i just yeah. that's just I love that so um uh, yeah, and i I've seen that truck, and I just it just cracked me up every time I saw it. it just was so innovative and so creative and and bold, being bold in Christ is what I love so um all right so you so you're in this time to revive you're out there doing this, and you you're making a difference out there, and I know that uh we share you were sharing with me the other day about uh, when this pandemic hit, and you were being mentored by somebody, and uh, tell tell our listeners about that deal with your apartment complex, and, and what you had to do, and what you did.
0: Yeah, so once this uh, pandemic hit early last year, I just kind of was like, well, I travel a decent amount, and now travel has currently been stopped, <laughs> and I was just praying one day, and I live in an apartment complex. We moved from the one we lived in, but there was I didn't know how many apartment uh, building there were at the time, but I found out there was 276. And so I mapped it out and slowly started knocking on each apartment door. And I didn't really tell anybody I was doing this at the time because uh, you know, everyone had different thoughts at the initial uh, point of this pandemic. And I didn't want to tell people I was going around and knocking on my neighbor's doors, Uh, (laughs) but I had great purpose behind it. And ultimately, at the beginning of this pandemic uh, knocked on every neighbor's door that we lived with. And I uh, kept record. And I actually spoke to 50% of my uh, apartment complex people that live there uh, and prayed for them. Uh, that's 50% of people i prayed for. And then we, we shared the gospel and we saw uh, eight people give their lives to the Lord during that time. And uh, a single mom and daughter, uh, story I very vividly remember is, uh, we had spoken to her off and on throughout the years, and we had her over for dinner, and about five minutes in the conversation, the mom says, I don't know if I'm saved, and uh, and so we just walked through the gospel, and this mom gave her life to the Lord, and so my wife actually still speaks to this this uh, amazing woman and her uh, daughter. Uh, they It's funny. They actually watch our cat when we're on the road. Now, but uh, (laughs) that's awesome. (laughs) uh, But all that being said, is God moved in a powerful way during this time. Mm. Uh, A lot of times, people just didn't know what to do, and the Lord said, "You've got your mission field is right here in your backyard now. Uh, Get to work." And and so, just saw a powerful move uh, at the beginning of this quarantine.
1: Yeah, man, I love that. I love that knocking on every one of those doors, man. I mean, that's how long did it take you to get through that process?
0: It took me about a month and a half, uh, or so about a month and a half to two months, uh, because you know, you're, you're knocking on doors and you're, you're reaching out to people and, and you, you don't also, I wasn't trying to draw attention to myself. So you have to be, you have to use wisdom. And I was trying to use wisdom with it because I didn't want the complex to find out some guy, you know, just knocked on half the apartment doors in one day. Right. Uh, but also it takes a little bit of time because you're, you're talking to people and, um, you know, I, I told you about a sign I saw where it was yeah. like, you know, wash your hands. If you get in my apartment, take a shower, wash your clothes. And I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness, like this is some serious fear here, uh, but I went ahead and knocked, you know, so, but even during that time, at times it, could, it was a little lonely because you know, if I didn't have somebody with me, but the Lord showed me, he says, I'm always with you. And, uh, you know, he comforted me during that time. So it was, it was awesome to watch what God did in my heart and in my apartment complex. That's, I,
1: that's just, I love that. I love that story you share. Uh, it's just boldness and it's just doing whatever God wants you to do at the time to do it, you know, cause we, we also, all of a sudden we make excuses, right. And, you know, like I always say, you know, excuses are seducers for mediocrity. And so, you know, the, this, you, you took something and you from lemons and made lemonade out of it, which you were you are the hands and feet of jesus out there so that's really cool wade all right man so so you're in this uh, time to revive you've been in this thing for five six years now tell us about this ministry that you're creating your own ministry that you started and what what's the purpose and what's that look like for you because i think i I really want our listeners to listen to this and, and experience some of this uh insight that you have
0: yeah so uh Got a ministry that I'm starting called Christ Reward, and the real simple vision of it is to equip the church uh, and to reach the lost. And uh, you know, out, there's a stat that's out there that uh, from Lifeway uh, Publishing or, or some group like that that did some research, and I think it's something around 79 percent of people haven't shared the gospel in the last two in the last six months. They've only they've shared the gospel, 79% of people have shared the gospel with uh, only two people in the last six months. Uh, And 55% of those people have shared the gospel with nobody in the last six months. Um, And, and, you know, when I I don't have to share the gospel, that's, that's just a simple message of who Jesus is and what he's done and what he's doing uh, in your life. And, and so really have a desire to activate people uh, to to go and do that. And so it looks like uh, training churches on the weekend. uh, And I believe, and I've seen it in my own life where I'm training some churches. It's not always, it can be multiple churches. Uh, Part of my heart is to see unity in the body of Christ, but my desire is to see the church activated. And so that's the equipping of the church, equipping the church specifically in evangelism and discipleship, sharing the gospel, praying for the sick uh, carrying the presence of God with you, wherever you go. Uh, you, you know, uh, those, those are things that I think I take for granted, but as I've worked with the body of Christ, I've realized that a lot of people have a lot of fears. They have a lot of, uh, uh whether it's fear of rejection, the fear of man, it's the fear of, I don't know what to say. Uh, but I, I just believe the gospel is simple and that, uh, we've overcomplicated this thing. Um, and uh, But with that also is the desire to reach the lost. And obviously, when the church is going, the lost is reached. But I also have a desire to uh, just simply reach the lost, whatever that looks like in my own life, whether that's the apartment complex to apartment complex down the street, or, or it's like uh, something that I've recently been doing. It's kind of weird and abnormal. I carry a, a nine-foot cross uh, <laughs> through uh, an area where there's prostitutes and strip clubs and and so it's not as much equipping as much as that second part is—is is literally you're reaching the lost, but also through, as the Lord hopefully will open up some opportunities to, to have gatherings again, uh, which I believe will happen. Is uh, and I've done it—is just doing large meetings of reaching the lost, whatever that takes, and uh, uh, you know whether that's a what some people would say is a crusade or an event of some kind, uh, but whatever it takes, where are signs and wonders are done and and the gospels preached and so even the next month we're doing something small with this ministry uh some people it, it may be bigger than some people know but it's just in my head it's small but we're just doing like a homeless banquet uh we're gonna we're gonna bless the homeless we're gonna bust them into this venue we're gonna serve them a nice meal we're gonna share the gospel we're gonna just share the love of christ and so those are the two components uh, that I've narrowed in what what we're going to be doing and what we're already kind of doing, but I'm just going to do it more uh, because time is short.
1: Amen, man. I love that. I love that. Uh, so you carry this nine foot cross, bro, and you just does this thing have wheels on it, or are you just manhandling this thing with you across town?
0: No, yeah. So it's uh, it's got a wheel on it, and uh, I, I tried to carry it without a wheel, but what I found was. Uh, without the wheel, the the wood starts to, uh, you know, it starts to wear on the wood, so uh, I made a shift, and, and I, I have a little wheel on it, and, and it's, you know, it's actually, when the Lord told me to do it, I said, I'm officially a freak, uh, if I already wasn't, um, I said, Lord, I can't be carrying a nine-foot cross, I was like, man, I already know I'm a little out there, but this is out there, and uh I, I've known of some people that do it and and uh and so anyways it actually I've had this last time I carried it I had a I was carrying it down a certain part of Dallas where there's prostitutes and all kinds of craziness I had a cop stop me right in the middle of the road and uh I I started talking to him i don't look up there's probably 20 cars behind the guy um and all they can see is the cross and so he he engaged me and you know he's asking me questions like why am I out there and he tells me, he says, "Well, make sure you 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 pray for those, uh, pray for the prostitutes and give the pimps a Bible," uh, you know, and, and that's straight from the the cop. And uh, I love it. And so uh, it's it's different, but it's unique, and God's using it.
1: I love it, man. I just, man, you you just, I just love your boldness, Wade. Just. Uh, it's just really re- refreshing, and I love it, and carrying that nine-foot cross. You know, you've got to really die to yourself to do that, don't you? I mean, you really have to because, yeah, because you've got, you know, you got the rejection factor coming on. you got the comparison spirit. You've got – you know, people pleasing coming at you. You, you got, you've got in both barrels, <laughs> especially, you know, down in that area, man. I, I love that. Uh, that's bold, man. I love that. Listening. Yeah. You
0: know, when I initially felt like the Lord led me to do that, I was, like I said, I thought, well, what the heck <laughs> I've lost my marbles. And, uh, but I've actually, I've got some people, they think that's the only thing I do now. I've only been doing it for five months
1: that's I've great. gone
0: into churches and, and they're like, oh, you're the cross-carrying guy. I'm like, well, <laughs> I, I carry it once a month, but uh, they're like, oh, that's so unique. What do you What do you do with that? And so, I, you know, they, they act like I do it every day or something. I'm yeah, I'm like, no, I just do it about once a month. But that's, uh, that's it's funny. really funny because God's using it, and it, it use, God's using it somewhat to, to point – point to him, but it's also a unique part of my ministry now. So
1: Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's really cool. I love it. And so all right, so this Christ reward, uh and uh and listeners, I want you guys to know this. This this is, you know, I I like to point out little platinum nuggets here. And that's one of them. You know, I mean he heard the Lord telling him to do this and he did it and he probably felt really kind of weird doing it. Like he said, officially I'm a freak now. And so uh, a total Jesus freak, which I love that. But, but look at what happens. You go out there and you, you know, you have this cop stopping traffic in there and, and asking him questions and asking you to, you know, go out there and evangelize to these prostitutes and pimps and stuff. And man, it's just, I just love the way Jesus works, man. It's awesome. Um, all right, so you've got, this, you've got this ministry started called ChristReward.com, yes?
0: That's right, yep. So when did you launch this, Wade? Uh, so I've, I've had the website for, I don't know, six months. Uh, and then I've had my, my nonprofit for a little over a year now um, uh, because I know I've had a transition coming my way because uh, I've been with this ministry called uh, Time to Revive for almost a little, right at five years now. Uh, And so um, I just started doing things uh, on the side of time to revive for the last couple of months and uh, just started getting opportunities. And so uh, I'm I'm in this transition right now where I'm transitioning out of time to revive into fully being able to focus on Christ reward. And I'm still going to help time to revive on some stuff uh, because they've got some things across the nation that I still feel called to do. But Christ reward is this ministry that, um, that I've, I've started because I, I know that the Lord, the Lord has much more. And so I need freedom uh, to, to do what God has called me to do. Uh, and, and not that I'm against serving someone else's vision, uh, but I know that the Lord is, is telling me to, to, to serve the vision he's given me. And so uh, I guess this, this homeless banquet we're doing uh, in a couple weeks is actually one of our first events uh, that we're doing uh and obviously like i said i've done some trainings with churches uh last uh, back in december here in dallas i did a, a local mission trip and i guess that would even be partially one of my first events i i guess uh i did a deal with a church called create church i helped them do uh local missions uh helped them engage the city of dallas and that was all through christ award it wasn't with uh and all that was was it's a church here in dallas and they said hey uh, we've heard what you do, um, and we just need some help engaging the city of Dallas. We don't really know what we're doing, and I I know people in the city, and so I just started connecting dots. And next thing you know, these guys are doing a local mission trip, right? And and they're sitting. I believe there's churches all across America. I believe there's churches um, even across the world, but specifically in America, and and, and this uh, they have a desire to reach their cities, but they just don't know how. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, so no, I, I have... believe.
1: Yeah, no, I think that that's all right. So, so if if, there's a lot of pastors and leaders listen to this podcast uh, every week. And so if somebody says, Hey, you know, I've got a nice church here, I got, you know, three, 400 people in my church or 100 people or whatever it is, uh, or 2000 people in my church, but I want to develop this, you know, outreach ministry or the street ministry, if you will, or whatever, uh, getting out and evangelizing to people out there, they can contact you and you can go help them. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just let me know and uh, I'll find a time uh, that I'm available and we'll, we'll make a way for me to come and train. Uh, something that we do with individual churches is we do Saturday trainings or we even do Sunday afternoon trainings. But uh, really ideal would be a full Saturday. Yeah, you, you're able to go into your community twice. In one day, and uh, you get in-depth training, Uh, and it's not just street ministry. Your people will get trained on how to reach their circle of influence, Mm. uh, with people in their neighborhoods, to people in their jobs, to family members, Uh, and so we're giving people tools not just for the homeless man on the street corner, uh, but everyday life. Uh, And so uh, that too, if you have a desire to do a local mission trip, or if you have a desire to do a citywide engagement, if you're saying, "Hey, we've got a network of pastors." And we want to reach the lost, but we also want our people equipped. Uh, we could do a deal where we do a, a a service at night. We've done that where we do a service at night where we preach to the lost, but during the day we train the believers. Uh, it's kind of a it's like a double edged sword. And so I'm available. Uh, my website, there's a place where you can fill out a form, uh, or you can email me. Uh, my email is w Aaron at Christreward.com. That's W Aaron A-A-R-O-N at Christ reward.com and I'd uh, love to connect with you. That's awesome. And
1: so, I know that uh, you know, I've been talking to some local churches here that I do some work with and uh, you know, I've given your name because I think there's a strong there's a value, you know, we have a lot of uh, ap, you know, uh apostles that are leading churches and we have we do have some pastors too and and we all believe in the fivefold ministry and I think we've got to have we've got to have I think we really need to equip body out there for evangel- evangelism, and to, and there's a lot of people that just don't know. You know, it's like you said. You know, how how do you how do you bring out uh, evangelism? Maybe at work, at your marketplace. Maybe you're at lunchtime with somebody. How do you bring up the gospel? How do you do that? And I think you're a master at doing that, Wade. And I think the body needs more teaching on that. Yes.
0: Yeah, I would agree, and I I've actually started uh, what I just simply call an evangelism group in my apartment on monday evenings and it's people everyone besides me I'm the, I'm the only one in ministry everyone else has jobs they're in business or they're in uh they're doing something uh and uh it's pretty amazing just to watch even that and that's the desires to see we have part of the reason it's called an evangelism group is it's community but the last part we we do a checkup on our witness of sharing the gospel And we celebrate challenges, but we also talk about, uh, or or we, we talk about challenges, but we also talk about victories. Um, and someone may say, Hey, I, I just didn't, I felt fear and I didn't step out this week or I, I felt like I was supposed to take someone to lunch and I didn't. And, and so we just say, Hey, we're going to pray that the spirit of God gives you boldness to go do it this week. And, and then they come back and they're like, well, I went to lunch and, and, uh, I shared my testimony this week after work, you know, or I grabbed coffee or I. And the testimonies are just coming in where a guy that had been ministering to a guy for three three uh, years in a basketball gym and finally led him to the Lord. Now that guy's in our group, the guy that gave his life to the Lord. And this guy that's only been saved for, he's, I don't know what he does. He does something IT, successful guy. And he's like, no longer do I want to spend all my money on alcohol. I'm going to give. it. He's literally like the guy who gave everything away to the poor. He's like, I feel like the Lord's telling me I'm supposed to go help the homeless <laughs> that I see on my way to work every day. I love and it. So anyways, like I said, you're, we're really seeing that these people are getting empowered uh, around what I believe is what Jesus did in the book of Acts uh, or, or not Jesus, but the, the apostles and the, the disciples, man, they, were, they weren't they were just sitting around. They were going and they were that's preaching. Right. And and so that's what we're seeing. And, and I believe it's, it's possible wherever you're at, whatever city you're in, uh, and it 's just everyday people it's uh it 's people that uh just have any skill but they 've limited themselves, and so uh we want to see God do that in people 's lives all across this nation
1: well I think wade you're you're amazing at and god 's given you this gifting and not only a gifting but you 've got the anointing on this, and to teach people to teach the church uh to evangelize and how to do it how to be bold in Christ and how to be bold out there and how to deal with the rejection because rejection's coming, yes. I mean, it just yeah. it just does, and you know, uh, and so you know, I think I think you've got that skill set to do it, and I'm just so I'm excited for the church to really engage these things, and uh, I'm excited about your new ministry too, and I know it's kind of a it's kind of a going forward from. Uh, from what you're at. But, you know, you and Peter Lewis are good friends and I've had Peter on here before. And, uh, you know, between you and Peter, I think you guys are the next Reinhardt Bunky and and Billy Graham, (laughs) which I I think I I really do. I think you both are going to be extremely famous in his in his kingdom out there and and preaching out there and and uh, you guys decide who's Billy Graham and who's Reinhardt Bunky, but I got my own feeling on that but uh, but you guys are awesome and uh, so what you do is is just really it's really cool and what I love about you Wade is you're humble and you're bold. And you just do it, man. You just don't, you know, I always say talkers talk and doers do. You are a doer, you know. Uh, And so I I also want to mention that you've got this amazing wife and you're fixing to have your first baby. Yes. That's right. That's awesome, baby. I love that, man. That's exciting. And so tell us a little bit about uh, your wife's uh, work because she's working the ministry as well and she's gifted and uh, you guys make a dynamic team. So share with your listeners uh, about what she's doing.
0: Yeah so my wife uh her name's Hannah and she is an artist and she um yeah she just literally I jokingly before this call I was telling Mike I just said Hannah's just uh, painting her life away <laughs> so uh but she's painting often she's uh she works actually at a, a a ministry uh school uh where she teaches twice a week she teaches students how to paint uh, just basic fundamentals. Uh, that's where she's headed right now. And she's going to work with some students, but then she'll paint in services uh, to uh, like last night. She's so gifted uh, where uh, last night I was, I was Hannah's husband. Uh, one guy joked around and said, Oh, that's her manager over there. Uh, cause she <laughs> she had painted at a service. She painted a photo, very, very amazing photo of Jesus with a, holding a lamb. And uh, people were just deeply moved. And, uh, and because of that, they were they were intrigued about her artwork, and so she does that to what, painting at weddings. She'll she'll paint at a wedding, and but the thing is, is that she's also she's she's bold. She's she's quiet, but she's bold um, as well. And uh, and so anyway, she's uh, obviously pregnant uh, right now, <laughs> and so uh, we'll have our first baby in June. And awesome. So we're excited. I'm. Uh, I don't know if anyone remembers having their first child but I'm as a as the husband I'm a I'm a little nervous but uh, I'm excited as well I'm just aware of the fact my life's going to change quite a bit so yeah uh, anyways
1: (laughs) and how long have you and uh, uh Hannah been married we've been married six and a half years that's awesome yeah I remember when you engage got engaged and and you were so excited and and yeah it's good to watch this thing whole come come full circle and you guys having a baby now and that's awesome. So, uh, so if, if, if people want, you know, you, you to come to their church and equip, can you, uh, what, can they also ask if, if Hannah can come and paint at their church too? Is that, could they get like a twofer maybe and, you know, and bless you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring her on. She yeah. loved that. She, she she enjoys uh, traveling, but not as much as I do. But she definitely would come if someone knows that they're interested.
1: That's awesome. That's uh, you cool. know,
0: we've actually had that where I've preached and she's painting, uh, you know, or she's painting during worship wherever I'm at. So uh, and she's not one of those artists that's like, what the heck was that? You know, like mm-hmm. what what are you painting? Is that a is that a rainbow or what is that? No, she's like a real <laughs> yes, she's
1: her really gifted. Her work is amazing. It is. It's beautiful. And, uh, yes. And my daughter, Brecca, who's an artist as well, I've gotten to hang out with her a little bit and talk with her and yeah, she's so gifted. So, all right. Again, I want our listeners, if you're interested in in checking out, check out, check out Wade's ministry, christreward.com. Uh, and is there a way that they can gift to you and bless you on that site,
0: Wade? Yeah. Just if you go to christreward.com and then you just press give, uh, then you, you'll you see the giving uh, set up and then they can give there. And uh, awesome. yeah, it's, it's pretty simple.
1: Awesome. Good. Well, listen, I think it's real important. Uh, I know we've got some people that are resourced out there and whether it's $5 or $5,000, you know, a blessing is a blessing. And I think, you know, one of the things that I love that Wade does is he puts the, his, the, you know, the rubber meets the road literally, and he's out there. And so if you're a church and a leader that wants to have your, body get more evangelical out there and get bold in christ and be taught how to do this check out christreward.com wade aaron is your man and wade thank you so much man well let me ask you this i always ask everybody on here uh two things uh number one if you're re- reading a certain book which one is it and what scripture are you kind of sitting on right now
0: yeah i'm currently reading a book called in the day of thy power uh, by arthur wallace uh, and so it's definitely, it's actually a really good read. And so, uh, if you haven't heard of it in the day of thy power, check it out. Uh, it's, uh, it's a good read. And then, uh, a verse that I'm actually meditating on today is, uh, it's, it's just, it, it is what it is, what I'm meditating upon. It's Proverbs sixteen thirty two. In and Proverbs sixteen thirty two, it says, uh, one who is mighty that, you know, it's one thing for a man that is mighty that has power, but it's another thing, it's better for a man that can control his spirit. Um, and uh, and so just been meditating upon, uh, you know, though I could take a city, uh, I should be able to have self-control and control my city, uh, like control my spirit. And uh, so uh, yeah. Proverbs sixteen thirty-two. Good, bro. So good. Well, man,
1: Wade, we're just so proud of you, man. I thank you. I love your. Uh, I love your heart for the Lord. I love that uh, you and uh, Hannah are out there being the hands and feet of Jesus and, and the painting, <laughs> and and it's just it's really cool. You're such a good friend, and to watch you grow and watch you develop this ministry, ChristReward.com. Uh, Listeners, go check it out. Bless my man, Wade Aaron. He is worthy. Wade, thank you, brother. Have a great week, man. God bless you. All right. Bless you. Thank you for listening to The Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.